Hola Madridistas, welcome to our preview for the Praga game. We know that every single one of you probably have your minds occupied by the El Clasico, but we still have a game to be had, an away game uh, and a possible banana skin. But uh, before we get into any of that, let's hear you hear from you, Farouk. Have you had your mind just being occupied by the beautiful ladies of Milan, or are you like actually thinking about the El Clasico <laughs> or even FC Braga? Uh, nice, nice intro, nice intro, Jacob. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill the, you know, the vibes for my lady fans. You know, I'm just gonna keep everything open. And my, my mind has been occupied by nothing but, you know, football and football only. You know, oh, wow. we're not gonna, you know, it's it's easy to be occupied by by FC Barcelona, but we're gonna give respect to it's you and you know, respect to Sporting Club the Braha as well. So Braha has been what's on my mind, and you know, thinking about how we're gonna handle the game tomorrow. Hopefully, you know, we get to see a really good game. Right. And, you know, it Braga is like a very funny thing because when I initially started researching, I thought they'll just be a walkover. I even like I talked about this in the, which was the preview that we had yesterday, um, the day before. The Sevilla game? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, let's just rest every single player on in, for the Braga game, you know, and then just I thought these guys would be a walkover. But then and that the only interesting thing about them was going to be the stadium. Uh, so, have you actually looked at their stadium? Uh, any of the pictures? No, man, I haven't seen that. So, the funny thing about it is that um, usually teams have like goal side stands as well, right? These guys only have stands on both sides of the pitch. Uh, so, the uh, other empty space is covered by just you can see beautiful mountain views of Portugal. And, oh, but wow. still, like it's it's still gonna be an imposing stadium because the seats are like very close to the. Uh, pitch and it's gonna it's very vertical so the fans are like right on top of the players wait are we playing away tomorrow or are we playing at home we're playing away uh so the players have already landed in Braga. now ah, okay okay wow actually wow this is i never actually knew this until now man that's a fantastic stadium man yeah a lot of people say this is the most beautiful stadium in football i thought the whole conversation was going to be about stadiums you know because i thought oh, man fuck praga they're not going to be interesting but then i actually saw the highlights of the 3-2 win uh, with union berlin and they surprised yeah. me yeah uh, did you catch that game as well do you have any takeaways yeah man i i saw the highlights man i just have to say man like they scored bangers on bangers so it seems like you know they 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 they're really you know interested in shooting from outside the 18 so maybe that might be something that we want to, you know, keep an eye on, definitely. And I think one thing for sure is that, you know, on the scene, the game against, you know, Union Berlin and also the game against Napoli earlier, it seems like it's going to be a very interesting affair in the sense that uh, it's going to be a, you know, boring 0-0 draw. Yeah, and uh, these guys are no slouches at home. They have a really impressive uh, win record at home. Uh, although they do leak a lot of goals, which is which is like the only hope for me because just looking at their forward line, I feel like they can cause real damage to us. Yeah, yeah, and uh, one thing that have you actually heard about this Bruma guy? Uh, it's the first time that I'm watching him play. I was uh, looking at him. I think I saw four or five highlights of the previous Braga matches in the Portuguese league, but then he was he's always involved. He's like the guy who can. Uh, pull something off miraculously and slot the ball in. He's not just a tricky player, he can actually like finish really well. 
Yeah, man. I mean, Bruma was a player that played in in Turkey for a very you know extended period of time. You know, for 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 Galatasaray. So I you, you know him a lot. You know, a lot of Turkish fans actually you know love to hate and hate to love you know Bruma because he was kind of a player that frustrated a lot. You know, he was a player that had a lot of uh, uh, you know how can I say that? he had a lot of promise without any output you know it's a player that can beat everyone but eventually there was no you know output or consistency to to his games i think that was one of the things that you know frustrated a lot of people in turkey because he had two stints if i'm mistaken he played for Galatasaray at first and then he traveled back to psv and then he came back again to fenerbahce the rivals of you know Galatasaray. so in turkish you know in turkish football actually bruma is a very 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 well-known name honestly a winger that has a lot of trickery and pace but you no know, end product in the end did you actually catch the second goal uh, that uh, Braga uh, scored against uh, Union Berlin? Uh, from right out of yeah, the box, uh, the guy just curled it exactly. in. Almost hit the post. It was a like inch-perfect finish. Exactly, man. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, you know, a player like Bruma has the post potential you know for this kind of things but then the question is about you know that consistency that i mentioned uh, discipline there you know but yeah it was it was you know almost as perfect as a shot as you can find yeah, I mean, speaking about consistency, like uh, Abel Ruiz was the main striker, right? And before the Union Berlin game, he was starting most games. And Banza, uh, the other fast striker, let's say, uh, was just coming off the bench. But then I feel like the manager has really found a working formula, you know? And then since then, he's been playing these guys as the main starters, Bruma, Banza and Diallo. And these guys can just, you know, hit teams on the counter. Uh, do you think... Our fullbacks are going to have an issue with that because we do have some fast I defenders. Think, yeah, I think that's that's going to be something that's going to be really interesting. You know, that be how we 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 are able to deal with this. You know, with with the, with the speed. You know, the pace of these guys is going to be something that's training because you know eventually when 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 you know when you go to this uh, smaller teams, you know sometimes they just want to pack the boss and you know now bring the game to you and because of that you know you're you you have the tendency of committing a lot of players forward and then you know they hit you on the counter and stuff like that so you know just remains to see how you know the setup of of, of braha is going to be like are they going to you know try to look to hit us on the counter are they going to you know try to go to two with us at their house you know so it's it's it, it all depends on that but the pace is something that would worry me because at the weekend we also saw you know how uh okay although like we had some good moments with carvalho so we also had some bad and you know once as well and on the other hand you know like it was just all bad in my opinion you know because i felt uh the left back was basically non-existent you know against Sevilla, or rather it was bypassed too easily so i think you know with the pace that these guys will pose i think it's going to be you know a quite an interesting game to see to see but then the point is even if they beat with the pace like will they be able to eventually you know uh deliver the crosses that into good positions as well you know that's also another question entirely so it's not just about you know beating the fullbacks alone Man, I don't think they're uh, uh, like they have too much height in their team. I don't think they're gonna cross much. Uh, it's all gonna be like cutbacks. I feel like uh, our defenders are usually good at it, so I'm not too worried about crosses coming in. Uh, but I was just noticing, Farouk, uh, you were describing Praga like, ah, oh, man, they just gonna sit back and then take their moments, which is exactly. Uh, I was on the Barca subreddit, and then I was uh, they were talking about the El Clasico, and then the main conversation was. These guys are going to just bum out a victory. That's the only way they win. They're not going to dominate the game. We're going to keep bringing the game to them. But they have enough on the counter and uh, with like the special abilities of Jude Bellingham to actually get the winner. 
do you agree with that or do you think we've been able to like dominate games here and there no i mean that's one of the biggest you know issue i've always had is that like we are not able to dominate games we're just able to win games based on you know the level of individual quality that we have that eventually shines through i also just go back to i think there are just three games this year that actually you could look and say like okay yeah, this was a complete team performance this was a domination or something similar you know it's against napoli granada and the game before napoli as well you know so like those are three games that you can just pinpoint out of 11 although it's a small sample size but yeah i kind of you know feel like that's they might just be right in that sense you know unfortunately that that's just what we're gonna do we're just gonna you know sit back try to hit on the counter and hope that you know jude is here to finish something or vinicius is here to finish something but I'm, i don't think you know it's going to be a complete domination from us or anything like that well i feel like we have to like really take our chances you know uh, and because abel ruiz uh their former like starting striker but he does like still uh feature for spain as a sub so he said i met carvajal and Joselu in september we talked about the game i told them it was going to be a fucked up game we are very very strong at home do you actually believe like this could be like one of those sheriff games or something like that actually i would have said no but i will say yes to this question because of just the game that actually you know uh, that comes immediately after this game. So I think there's a very, very high tendency that, you know, considering the result we had at the weekend as well, you know, now, uh, you know, the team chasing you is basically a point behind you. And then now uh, you're going to go and play them at their home. So, you know, it's kind of your f- total, you know, focus and attention will be just on that Mammoth game at the weekend. So because of that, I think the distraction might maybe lead to a bit of, you know, a bit of uh, loss of concentration for this game. So hence it can be one of those, you know, danger dangerous games are you know you really have to be careful about yeah okay says he's in the comments hi okay he says faruk for the win <laughs> and how do you get so many fans I just don't understand it is what we do man it is what we do uh, we, we know we are in the entertainment business so we have to entertain people and by creating entertainment eventually fans you know we get fans to follow up, so yeah. Right. <laughs> I have no comments. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. I mean, just talking about like the other uh, parts that we can like, kind of exploit is that they have an aging uh, backline. Jose Font, if you remember him from his Portugal days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thirty-nine I, years I old. Uh, he's still leading their defensive line, although they do have some fast full backs at the moment. I feel like they leak a lot of goals and uh, similar to us, they ship a lot of goals from crosses. So if he can attack them from their wings, if, you know, Vinny and somehow Carvajal can uh, also attack from the other wing, I feel like we will be able to score goals. However, I'm just going to be, you know, wary of their counterattacks. Yeah, I, I just agree. That's very true. But I, I just feel like, you know, if uh, if we start with Joselo, I think that's that's going to be a very good outlet because, as you mentioned, you know, when you have 18 centre-backs, you know, eventually the, you know, the, the, the pace that, that with which, you know, uh, players like Vinicius, Bellingham, you know, Rodrigo and those guys move like it's it's, it's, it's going to be too much for them. So I believe if we can, you know, exploit that that that, that weakness, you know, I think uh, it's something that can be really good for the team, especially if we play Joselu, you know, uh, if we have, you know, our wingers or fullbacks beating the first man and just, you know, delivering across, so it's going to be uh, Joselu against one of their other centre-backs, so it's going to be quite interesting to watch. And I do believe, yeah, it's, it's just going to be, you know, 
a very basketball-esque match, you know, where it's just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. And Hoke says, Portuguese centre-backs and playing at an advanced age. Name a better duo. Man, yeah. correct me if I know, is Pepe 42 years old and is he still playing in the Champions League? Yeah, yeah. Pepe is there as well. He's is 40 years old. Is I think it probably the nature one... of the league? Uh, is, that, is it just that uh, <laughs> they're able to play so many games and because it's such a much uh, slower pace, they're able to outlast uh, centre-backs from like Spain or the EPL? No, I think that that also comes into play as well. But then, you know, it's not just that as well. You know, we've seen the masterclasses from the centre-backs. I think we had Pepe last year as well, you know, putting in masterclass after masterclass in the Champions League as well. So it's not just, you know, uh, in the Portuguese League as well. You know, we've seen even Pepe going, even Fonte as well, going to, you know, the European Championship at a very advanced stage as well. So it's not just, you know, about... Uh, about the league or lack thereof, it's just about you know the quality that of, of of these players and you know what they continue to show. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is like a good uh, shifting point because you were mentioning Jose Lu, and then maybe we can because they are aging, we could actually exploit their pace uh, or slow pace of those centre backs. Should we actually play Rodrigo for this one? I know you were really bashing on him in the post-match, saying he's just not good enough at the moment. Maybe he just needs to be benched. But is the Braha game probably good for his confidence at the same time? Well, I think the question is, like, who do you play Rodrigo instead of? You know, that's the question. I think if you're going to play Rodrigo instead of Jose Lu, I would say no, honestly. But then I, I think I touched on this in the past. Like, If we're looking to play all three of them together, I think it might be a very smart you know, idea. Because that way, at least Rodrigo gets that familiarity of that center forward presence that he was used to. Okay, yeah, obviously, Oselo is not Benzema, but eventually, you know, a nine is a nine, you know. So he gets that familiarity of the presence of a nine. At least, you know, that gives him back, you know, that level of, you know, assuredness or, you know, let's say confidence that he has that, okay, there is someone that you can play with, you know. So that might be, but if the case is playing, you know, Oselo or Rodrigo, I'd rather go with Oselo at this point in time. And I think it's just, uh, we live in a fantasy world if we think Carlo is going to switch back to a full 3-3 and not play Jude at the, you know, centre of the park. Uh, that's 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 true, actually. But then I also think, like, you know, maybe another thing might be, you know, to try Jude in a deeper position and, you know, give, I don't know, maybe Fede a rest and try to see if Rodrigo can play as a 10 or something like this. I mean, it's just something to experiment with like even if you don't want to go back to the 4-3-3 something like this i don't know but as you said you know like i'm not optimistic i, I don't think i will see that you know I, i'm also you know uh, aware of that as you mentioned you know like that's not gonna happen but it's just you know a man can hope but eventually yeah like i think Jose Lu should, should start ahead of rodrigo yeah with carlo it's i think that's the ideal like dialogue a man can hope but it's just not gonna happen ah <sighs> yeah should we head into the lineups then? I feel like this is going to be a tricky one, but still, it's going to be the most fun part of the episode. Yeah, man. I mean, the the the, the it's 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 going to be quite interesting because I think other than Kepa starting in goal, I don't think we can mention. I think also because we don't have centre backs, we also we don't just have can, backs. you know, we also almost can you know mention the name of the people that are going to start. But I think from full backs to midfielders to attackers, I think maybe just Vinicius as well. I think Vinny, Jude, and. And and Kepa might be the three names that you know you might say like are shoe starters, but other than that, I think every other you know name is up in there. Maybe other than Rudiger as well. Mm-hmm. 
I guess uh, let's just start with the forward line here. Uh, since there's just two players, let's avoid confusions. Uh, I'm going to read out Hoke's comment first, uh, just to get us started. So he says, I will always say that a striker always needs to start. It reminds me of our old debates from the 21-22 season, Farouk. Yeah, I agree with more on this, but also I will also mention the fact that the base of, I, I think he's talking about the fact that we argued about, you know, CT not winning because they don't have a nine or something like that. But I will also argue about the fact that, in my opinion, I feel that, you know, the system was working without a striker for CT. You know, like these are the guys who had gone, you know, and, and won stuff, you know, even with Kun, they could not win the Champions League, you know. Obviously, Haaland is a very different prospect, but I think in our, if we, that's my, that's my, at least my argument is that I feel like if we had, a more tactically astute coach, he would still have found a way to play without a striker. But the point is right now, with the kind of personnel we have in the dugout, the management of this team, I feel like the only way forward is for them to play in the traditional way, which is with a striker. But honestly, I think if you have a more tactically astute coach, I think there is a way to find, a, you know, to circumnavigate the lack of striker or lack thereof, you know. But yeah, at, the, at this point in time, you know, I would for sure say that, you know, uh, yeah. We, we we need to play with a striker. But then back to that 21-22 argument, like I still stand by my point. Like I believe that, you know, saying that City does not have a striker was the reason they lost. I think it's a very, very reductive, you know, way of putting the story. So you've drank the City cool idea. <laughs> I mean, the point is they still didn't win the UCL without a striker. So, you know, eventually more gets have a wide point in that sense, you know, but we saw what Haaland has done to the team and like their Boya. It is what it is, man. Right now, uh, so City play with two strikers, uh, Haaland and Julian Alvarez. That seems to be working. Yeah, Alvarez is more of a 10. Mm -hmm. Alvarez is more of a 10. Like, but then, yeah, obviously, he also occupies central spaces and all that. So, yeah, they play with two strikers, you can say, basically. Because, like, Haaland, uh, what's he called? Like, Alvarez is basically trying to, you know, fill the positions that you find De Bruyne normally. But... Yeah, obviously, like Alvarez is not the Bruyne, so he also, you know, kinds of interprets the role based on his own abilities as well. So, yeah, they play with two strikers. Right. Hassan's here. He says, damn, 20 minutes late. Hassan, I feel like you just <laughs> hopped on at the right uh, moment, you know, because we're just heading into the lineups, the most fun part of the episode. So, yeah. Yeah, right and right. as you know, as the saying goes, better late than never, man. Better late than never. All right, but... Uh, of course, Vinny's going to start here. Uh, there's no other choice. Uh, and who is going to start? Uh, you said you would prefer Joselu. Just to see Rodrigo set this one out. Come off the bench, maybe score a goal, get his confidence back. That's what you're going to go for? Uh, yeah, I think that's that's just the thing, man. Like, there is no other way to, you know... Uh, there is no other way to put it, man. There is no one else to play. It's just, you know, Rodrigo out, uh, you know... We'll see and that's just the thing, man. Honestly, at this point in time, there is not. I mean, I think there is no much to debate about it. after you've seen all, you know, what what has happened with 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 Rodrigo for the past couple of you know game game weeks. Honestly, like I just feel like it's it's just only totally right to take him out of the firing line, and, you know, have him have a reset and all that, and just you know. And the thing the thing is that we've seen that, you know, in those games that we've played really well, you know. And I think, as you mentioned at the weekend, you know, it's that uh, Jose Lu was a striker, Kamavinga was a, was a left back, you know. That's one of the biggest, you know, at least difference we could see from, because basically it's the same, you know, nine players away from just these two positions, right? Yep. 
it was the same players, but just these two positions were different, and that's why the game was different. So I think that's just the thing, you know, like we have to see that at least for the betterment of the team for at, at this point in time, this is what we need to do, and it's to play Jose. Mm. I have a question for you. Do you think Jose is more important for the setup, setup or is Kamavinga the key piece? I think Kamavinga is the key piece. Because I believe that the, the the way Kamavinga understands and interprets the fullback role, honestly, it's so, so, so different than anything that these guys offer. I genuinely believe so. I I think, you know, uh, the ability of Kamavinga to link up with the wingers or rather fill the space or lack of the space that is there. And more importantly, the way he steps into the midfield together with Tony Cross, you know, especially when he pursued, I think there is a synergy there, you know, on that on that left side of the of the midfield, you know, the way he 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 you know he walks with Tony Cross in that role, you know, it's he becomes like, you know, those I don't know what they call them, but those fullbacks that step into midfield like the Zinchenkos or, you know, even at City we have the John Sos playing a fullback and becoming a midfielder, you know, Trent as well. And so so this is basically what he does, you know. He 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 does that role in that way, and I think the intelligence he has is just outrageous, honestly. So I think I totally agree with you that you know Kamavinga is the more important you know piece of the puzzle, you know, in regards to Osil as well. Right, Hassan has a fun one. So he says, uh, "Have you seen the surroundings of the Braga Stadium? One Valverde shot into the mountain, and it's not looking good." I mean, in the, we have we need to have a lot of a lot of you know a lot of footballs there because man. If already starts shooting, man, balls are gonna become, you know, missing in the stadium. We need to have a lot and lot of them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they have a net behind they this don't. hole that doesn't. They, have, they have nothing. They don't, right? Wow, interesting. I, I feel like uh, in order to become a ball boy at the Braga Stadium, you need to be a professional mountain climber. You know, <laughs> and, and while the game is going on, they'll send these uh, guys up the mountain. They'll be taking the balls back. <laughs> Oh, that's true, man. Imagine, you know, a ball boy, you know, you're looking for a professional hiker that, you know, uh, what's it called? Like the, the job requirement for the ball boy is you have to be a professional hiker, you know. That way you just quickly grab the ball and come back. Otherwise, man, like it's it's not going to be sustainable, man. They're going to keep losing balls left, right, middle, center, man. <laughs> yep. But yeah, uh, so I guess we have our starting strikers. We really want to see Jose Lu up front, but maybe, you know, Ancel because Ancelotti had a quote uh, from the post-match from Sevilla. He just said, Protico played so good. Uh, he's not scoring in the goals, but he will soon. That's just basically what he said. And... Yeah, well, that's the, you know, that's the best thing about Carlo is that he he's not someone that will ever throw his players under the bus. You know, if Carlo throws someone under the bus, then you know that they have more than, more than, more than deserve it, you know. But I mean, anyone who has two eyes definitely knows that, you know, it's not just working for him right now. It's not working. It's not about lack of trying, but he tries, but it just doesn't work. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, that's a thing. That's a thing. Just not sharp enough or good enough at the exact moment yes. when it actually matters. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh, let's head into the midfield. Uh, obviously, Jude is going to start. If Kamavinga starts, uh, he's going to play a bit more towards the left, which is good for the team, good for the build-up, good for Vinicius. Oh... I actually think Kamavinga starts in the middle of the park. I think because mm -hmm. the the thing is that he's gonna say okay, like it's 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 you know it's a game against Praha away. Maybe he wants to start you know Fran as a fullback or something like that. But I think you know uh, Kamavinga starts in the middle of the park. In my opinion, I think also Luka Modric starts this one. 
So I think it's this is a game that we see Tony Cross out of a team, or maybe even Chomeni out of the team. I'm not sure who's going to be there. Chomeni out of the team? Wow. That's, that's, well, I think, well, I, that's scares me. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, and there is already a perfect alibi that we have a class squad at the weekend, so, you know, we want to take these guys out. So I think Freddy and Chomeni or crew, I think Freddy or Freddy is out, I think, in my opinion, and I think uh, Cruz or Chomeni, one of them also is going to be out. In comes Kamavinga and Modric. I think. I don't know what, what's, what's your take on that. I think Modric is going to start for sure. I think Kamavinga, he's going to play in left back. I feel like he's got to get a bit more warmed up for the Clásico. Because for sure he's going to be playing left back at the Clásico if we have to get anything out of the game. With that in mind, uh, I think a midfield slot is still open. Uh, it's going to be either Valverde or Cruz uh, who's going to start. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm not sure if Cruz starts as well, honestly. But I actually kind of feel like, you know, we have Jude, if you have Modric. Because they already formed four. You need four midfielders, right? Jude, Modric, Kamavinga, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then we need one more, which is either Fede or Rodrigo. Oh, sorry, not Rodrigo. Uh, Fede or Chouameni. So I think, you know, Chouameni getting the rest or Cruz getting the rest. Interesting. I don't think Cruz needs a rest here. He just came back from an extended intensive break. I feel like he needs his game to be totally warmed up. I wouldn't rest Cruz. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe Modric can come on to rest Valverde. Uh, Shawmany probably needs a rest. Maybe Kamavinga starts there. Mm, I see. So it's Cruz and Modric time, yeah? <laughs> yeah, Cruz and Modric time. Cruz and Modric time. Okay, we have some more comments. Uh, Hassan says, have you heard the news that we're apparently... Uh, negotiating a new deal with Carlo, I nearly fainted. Okay, what the fuck? Uh, no, come on, man! Stop messing! Don't, no, don't make these kind of jokes, man! Come on, guys! It's like, not a joke, Paro. Guy, that's a good Nah, nah, nah! Please don't make these kind of jokes, man! Come on, come on! Please, please don't do this to me, man! Come on, don't you make these the, kind of you jokes. You know the worst part of this, uh, Relevo, or like I don't know which news outlet it is. They're always pushing for the Shabilon so agenda, and. They got me all like super excited already, and then when I hear news like, "Oh man, I'm just still gonna see the old football again," no, new, no, nothing new, with the same players, I just start to faint. But on the flip side, Farouk, if Carlo gets Mbappe or if Carlo gets uh, Alfonso Davies at left back, do you think he's gonna play? Finally, finally, he's gonna play some exciting football. No, I just don't believe so. <laughs> I just don't believe so. There you go. I mean, the point is that, see, again, like, I, I will always reiterate this, Jacob. Like, Carlo is someone who is going to win, okay? He can win shit. But the question is that, do you want to keep winning just by having to go 3-0 down and then come back and 4-3 because your players are good, not because, you know, you have a system somewhere where you can, you know, there is so much more to achieve with this team, in my opinion, you know? So I just feel like, Nah, like, this is not just a way, man. I just feel like this is not just a way. I agree. I, opinion, I, I feel like, like we need a total refresh as well. Especially when we get those two new guys in. We need someone who knows their shit. Yeah, and who knows their shit? Are you saying Carlo doesn't know his shit? I never said that. Bro, this is your words, right? I didn't say this. When this it comes to implementing new styles and, you know... Uh... These are your words, Jacob. I, my hands are in the air. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he knows this shit uh, when it comes to like actually reinventing players. He has a track record of doing that. But, you know, I don't think 
these this group of players he knows what to do with them i don't think that i don't think so yeah man anyways man i think i, I just feel like you know uh, we're going to we're going to win a trophy again you know and then shit like city happens and then we win another trophy and then shit like city happens so the question is like do you want to go into games and just be you know uh, second fiddle in every instance so that's 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 the question that you know we have to ask honestly but yeah man and uh, tas alibaba says hello i missed a couple of shows do you guys think that rodrigo is adapting to the formation or is his ceiling is just that same for vinny troubling adapting to the new uh, position as a as a set of i mean as a forward so pretty much bale and ronaldo rotated yeah i mean the, the, that's that's a thing like actually like the point is you know uh asas is saying you know like is it about the ceiling or is it about adaptation but the question is that you know vini basically was the best left winger last year you know all of a sudden he's been asked to play a center forward role you know so i feel like that's on its own says a lot like i think it's very very unfair to him you know it's not about having a ceiling or like that it's just about the fact that this is someone that struggled so hard you know to 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 establish himself as the best left winger in the world and all of a sudden you're asking him to do something different you know to play a different role and you're not even asking him to play that role with another striker you know you're asking him to play that role with another person who is also learning to play that role you know so it's just basically you have you know two learners trying to figure something out so i just feel like because of that reason i wouldn't you know uh i would i, I wouldn't say it's about an issue of a ceiling but rather just you know they haven't adapted to that role i just feel like they haven't adapted to that role and the question is i will they adapt to the role that's even the you know the bigger question here for me i i'm not sure about rodrigo i don't think if he's like the main striker if he has to play target man that's not rodrigo but for vinny uh i actually don't mind him playing uh, the left uh, forward role you know why because if he's like it depends on the system if he's getting the ball with his uh, back behind the goal that is not the plays we want him to play but if he is like picking it up from the left half space cutting in i feel like he can be even more dangerous than as a left winger possibly we still don't know yet but right now as we see it carlos like not using vinny that way yeah that's that's the thing about again about it's about utilization and also it's about as you mentioned are you getting your ball the ball with your back to goal or are you getting the ball and you know attacking those half spaces but when you're playing together with Rodrigo like definitely one of you guys have to get your ball, the ball you know with your back to goal this is a problem you know that's why if he was playing with I don't know let's say if he if he's given a chance to play with Jose Lolo, obviously Jose Lolo is not you know the elite elite guy but I mean this is what you have so you just have to use him as a nine again a nine is a nine so that way at least you know you might say that okay like Jose is going to do that dirty job of getting the ball you know as Kylian Mbappe says you know the anchor he's going to be the anchor and then he just you know uh Vini has to exploit those half spaces and you know come in but that's the thing but when you're playing with Rodrigo it's it offers you something different and as you rightly mentioned you know right now we aren't seeing a lot of that at least not yet you know and uh, roba lindberg is here in the chat he says unfortunately rodrigo is out of form he gets the shots but doesn't seem to improve i would go with brahim or joselo as the starter would you actually do that would you start think, brahim instead of uh... no i think i think brahim is 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 but well, that also just tells you you know the level that rodrigo has that that, that he's so out of form you know that like that's that's you know the level of the form that he currently is at but i think you know Brian is a bit of a stretch yeah. I would say I would rather because also Brian is not a is not a known entity you know and as a number nine as also you're basically just repeating the same thing you you try to do with Rodrigo is just you know you find someone who is not a known entity and you try to 
experiment with him in that you know in that position that he's not used to. So I think uh, Joselu is just the best option for that. Brahim, yeah, a shout for replacing Judo. You know, maybe win a deeper role in the midfield. But I think to replace Rodrigo as a nine, I think it's it's a bit of a stretch. I want you to take this question, uh, Farouk. So Tasaliba says, I saw Chabi Alonso's tactics. He basically uses two uh, midfielders. How are we going to implement Chaumeni, Jude, and Kamavinga? He basically uses two midfielders. That's mm -hmm. a very interesting question. I don't know. He has four midfielders. He has to find a way to figure it out to just show who on all four of them into the middle of the pitch, or at least three of them. I mean, unless uh, he decides Kamavinga... Like if you want to start, you just have to play left back. You have no choice. But does Xavi use two midfielders? I think Xavi uses the, a double pivot, not two midfielders, though. Mm. Like he uses a double pivot, if I'm not mistaken, which is Grand Shaq and whoever the other person is. But so I there's always uh, someone playing uh, in front of them. Yeah, there's someone playing in front of them. Okay. Yeah, that could work. I, mean, I don't think he uses like I mean when you say two midfielders he uses two deep line midfielders but I don't think he uses just two midfielders as a whole. Right. Yeah. And uh, like for sure, like some some of these guys have to sit out at some points. It's either gonna be Valverde, Jude, or, and these guys. No, no but wait, 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 wait. Actually, he uses uh, don't he? Yeah, Xavi actually plays with with the what's he called with the three four three system. If I'm not mistaken, with the likes of Frimpongs on the on the wing and all that shit, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, it's 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 a three four three actually. And uh, Julian Wirtz. Uh, it's both in front of you. Yo, Wirtz. Yeah, but Florian Wirtz is a number ten, no right? Yeah. Exactly. So that's exactly the point. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. So he uses a ten. So it's you know he plays with a he plays with a double pivot. So I think Jude is basically that what that what that is you know as at least that's what they want to mold Jude into. It's gonna be that player that plays in front of the two of the two pivots. So yeah, it's fine. But also like. Is he gonna come to Real Madrid and play with the three-man back line? That's something else. I don't know. Like, will the three-four-two or the three-five-one work at Real Madrid? That's a question that he has to ask as well because I don't think that brings out the best. At least right now in the current setup, I don't think that brings out the best of you know in the players because you're playing three centre backs. Who are the three centre backs that you have? Mm. Yeah. So this is a question. You, you play three centre backs. Who are the three centre backs you have? You, you need the, you need full backs for for you know. To carry out this, this you know, this this tactics of a three-five-two or a three, whatever it is, three-four, you know, three-four-three, uh, however it is, you need those fullbacks. And do we have those fullbacks as well? I don't think so. I don't think we have those the kind of fullbacks that are required, you know, to do that. So I don't think he comes to real and play the three-four-three. I think he's gonna play a more, you know, four-three-three kind of formation. I think, but I don't think he plays. Yeah, I think a, definitely a, he likes his wing play. So definitely two wingers again. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, that was a fun segment. We spoke a lot of hypotheticals, but you know, those things aren't happening anytime soon. So let's get back to defense. I know we discussed the forward line of Joselu, uh, Vinicius, and then in the midfield, maybe we could see both Cruz and Modric starting, or it's going to be Kamavinga in midfield, uh, and then Chaumini sits, sits this one out, as well as Valverde. So Let's go to the back line. As well as, as well as Verbody or as well as Jude? As well as Jude, yeah. As well as Jude, right? So we're having a midfield of Jude, Cruz, Modric and Kama then. Mm. Most likely. And that, that, that will be interesting. That will be interesting. Uh, so I would... That auto automatically well, means, uh, does Frank Garcia get us uh, start at the left-back position or is it going to be Mandy? 
Actually, I think Mendy is going to start because he's going to... I think, sorry, uh, I think Mendy is going to start at the weekend, but I think Fran is going to start this game because I think he's going to want to really play Mendy You really think is not going to start in left back in the weekend? I feel like we need a, every bit of help, you know, progressing the ball out from Barca's press. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's not about what we need. It's what about what Carlo will do, you know. <laughs> bro, like, bro, he's, he has played uh, coming at left back uh, in all the important games this season. Girona, uh, Napoli, those were the two important ones. Well, I, I hope for our sake, you know. I hope for our sake that's, that's the case, man, but I'm not too sure. Or if it's gonna be like that or like thereof, I'm not too sure. But yeah, I, I I will see that. Then I just feel like Fran is gonna start this game. I feel like it's it's gonna be a Fran game, irrespective of what happens at the weekend or what doesn't happen at the weekend. I think it's gonna be a Fran game. Right. I think it's gonna be Fran Garcia, and I think it's gonna be a game for Nacho as well. Nacho instead of Alaba or Rudiger, because Rudiger has played. Majority of our games, he hasn't had any kind of rest. He's been playing international games as well with no rest. Yeah, I think I think I think Nacho plays in place of Alaba and Rodriguez stays because I think uh, Alaba might also you know need because you know he's just back from injury as also well, maybe you don't want to push the limits you know in that case. Man, our, our so back think... position is fucked. And uh, how long can Rodriguez keep up? Keep this up, you know. Especially if he has to run behind these like fast forwards all throughout the game, he's not going to be fresh for Barcelona. Hopefully, he has it in his tank until we can give him give him some rest. I mean, the point is, you know, these players eventually like that's that's what they live for, you know, for playing week in week out, week in week out, you know, midweek weekend. But obviously, I get your point that eventually, you know, there is a limit physically, you know, that to what a player can take. But uh, you're totally right, you know, considering like, you know, Germany had to go to the US for the for, for, for the international break as well and then back to Europe and then, you know, this and that. So, yeah, maybe it might be time to, you know, give Rudiger as well a rest. But then the point is, as I mentioned earlier, like it's the lack of centre-backs, the lack of depth that is there, honestly, because Alaba is just coming back from an injury. also don't want to, you know, push the limit with him and he re-aggravating the injury or something like that. So maybe you want to just, you know, continue hoping for the best with Tony Rudiger and see how it goes from there. Mm-hmm. The same with uh, Carvajal as well, right? He's been playing a lot of games. Uh, touch wood, he's still yeah. This is healthy. this is the game for the Lord, man. Like this is the game for Lord Vasquez, man. I think uh, uh, that's this is one of the games that you know Lucas Vasquez should come in and you know be able to deputize. I believe I know that you know it's gonna have a difficult time with Bruma as well, but uh, it is you know it is it is what it is like. Hopefully, you know you suffer a bit, a bit you suffer a bit, and you do well a bit as well. Right. Uh, let's see, man. But I, I believe you know, like he is speaking right now in the press conference. Maybe we'll get something out um, before we end the podcast. But yeah, let's see. Let's keep an eye on that. And uh, before, of course, I guess we wrap that up. I, I would totally agree with uh, Lucas Vasquez playing at right back as well. And then, of course, we only have one option in goal, Kepa. Uh, but before we wind up, let's take a couple more comments. Uh, so Mo said, uh, multiple options, not even 100% sure that Ancelotti will be gone after the season. It's too early right now anyway to definitely name names. Yeah, man, it's, it's just too early. Uh, but right now with the football we've seen, 
one a real merit fan can hope you know that's all i can say yeah exactly and tas alibas says jacob he plays uh, so chavilonso plays with three defenders two wing backs two center midfielders two wingers and a striker please elaborate on that chavi's tactics or am i mistaken if lorin witz is playing i, I feel like we're missing something here right yeah i mean so that's the thing like you know like it's 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 two cms two wingers but the point is like he plays like he even um faruk can you hold on uh fuck it's just that uh, sunil called in between that fucked up my mic uh, sorry not my mic my speakers need to reconnect yeah and uh, maybe you can take uh, the next uh, comment as well uh, while i get my uh, thing ready now connect to the jacob cc fuck <laughs> wait hold on um um okay man go ahead uh, say something Yeah, I was just gonna, you know, talk about the Tasarivas. You know, you said he mentioned about the fact that it's uh, two wing backs, two wingers, and and two CMs as well. So actually, I think the point is that the wingers are more of inverted wingers rather than you know, uh, the natural wingers. You know, so I think it's more of like two tens rather than you know two seven and elevens. because if i'm not mistaken foreign which is more of a cam than 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 a natural winger uh hoffman also something similar as also he plays like an inverted you know uh, it's like having two tens and the wing backs are basically your 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 you know your wing outlets well i'm not too familiar with what uh, what the what he's doing out there but i'm just you know uh see saying this on the the formations i have seen with the, with this you know uh 3 5 formation right this 3 5 2 formation or 3 what is it 3 4 3 formation rather sorry the 3 4 3 formation so it's basically you have two wingers who serves as your wingers and then you have two inverted you know uh, number 10s you know this is something that actually because i remember very well even when you know uh conte was doing this at chelsea as well you know like uh, marcos alonso and and victor moses were like the wingers and the wing backs at the same time but hazard and william or pedro were actually becoming more of central you know like two camps you know that that that, that was that was what they were doing they were more of like camps than midfielders So yeah, I think that's the thing. Like you know, it's not about the fact that he plays with two wingers because his wing backs actually the two wing backs actually serve as the width of the team. So those two people you see behind the strikers, they are not actually wingers. They are more of you know, as they, the term goes, inverted wingers. They are more like you know, partial number tens, you might say. So that that's the thing. So that's why I feel like you know, when in in that kind of system, like actually a player like. Uh, Uh, I think that's a system that you know you can have a player like Jude play actually you can have a player like Jude play that role and maybe even Vinicius as well but I don't think I don't think you know uh I don't think what's it called I don't think uh, you need them to play on the wing you need to play, you need them to play inside the you know I don't know inside the central space is just behind the striker actually 
right i don't know enough to comment on this but yeah uh, i'm going to be on the lookout just so i'm like uh, learned and ready for these questions for the next pod yeah um anyways uh, i feel like we wrapped up our lineups um let's just go to the predictions then wrap this up predictions yeah 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 i think it's going to be you know one of those interesting games where it's basically basketball so i'm going to say you know similar to what they had against naples uh, sorry against uh, union berlin i'm going to say it's also going to be a 3-2 3-2 I feel like uh, there's going to be a lot of goals in this game as well. Uh, I predict a 4-2 uh, just because I, I just don't trust us, ourselves at this moment to, you know, actually keep any kind of clean sheet, especially if we are going to be starting Nacho or start Lucas Vasquez just to give these guys some rest. If, God forbid, you know, Frank Garcia starts and he has a whole lot of a game, again, that's just, we're going to go two goals down. Hmm, I see, I see. Right. Farouk, actually, uh, can you do the outro for this one? I am not uh, uh, actually. I just about uh, we can okay. We can just you know talk about uh, what he called uh, Ancelotti's comments. I saw some of them as well. It's uh, they they were asking about you know rotations ahead of the Classico. He said no, but I want to use the same XI we use against Sevilla. I have to evaluate the players who are tired after the break. Some took knocks against Sevilla, so we will see. So basically, he's also saying we have not talked about El Clasico yet. We are focusing on tomorrow's game, the most important right now. So basically, he's saying like they they are not gonna you know, uh, they are not they they are not gonna disrespect. As he said again, I can just add one more quote for him. He says we respect our rivals. We know they attack very well. They score a lot. We are confident the end of tomorrow's game, but we have maximum respect for the rival. So basically, you know, Carlos is just preaching the fact that yeah, he's not gonna you know. Uh, He's not gonna, you know, rest players for 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 the classical. But then again, he also says like he's not gonna start the same eleven. So you know, he's kind of contradicting himself in that place. I know some players are tired, some players took knock after the international break and what is and what is not. So basically, he's just saying in a polite way, yeah, I'm gonna rest players, but I'm not gonna rest players. You know, so that's you know that's what Carlo does, the gentleman. And then he also mentions about the fact that you know they haven't talked about the classical. You know, I don't know who he's deceiving with that. But then yeah, we're just gonna take that for face value as well. <laughs> I'm just gonna take that for face value as well, man. I don't know. Do you actually genuinely believe that they they, they haven't discussed about the classical? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, do we have any more comments of interest? No. Uh, okay. I guess if we don't have any comments, we can just call it a wrap, Jacob. If you're good to go. Okay, then let's do some house cleaning. We start by, you know, firstly, thanking our partners at Real Madrid Committee. You know, they have been there through, throughout the journey. And you can just check out the Instagram page and the links below. You know, they have some really, really good content about Real Madrid. And uh, yeah, also we want to thank, you know, all of our listeners and followers, you know, uh, for their votes, you know, in the recently concluded, you know, uh, football content award. So hopefully we will get, you know, get to get the results sometime next month. Hopefully, you know, we can at least make the podium. But irrespective, you know, whatever happens, we really do appreciate, you know, the effort of what you guys have put in through. And also, you know, the people in the chat, I think I remember Mo was there, Sunid was there, Tas was there, if I'm not mistaken, Ashik was there as well. Uh, Hassan, you mentioned, was there. 
uh, I hope I, I, I did, you know, everyone that say, you know, uh, we really do appreciate you guys keeping us, you know, company because eventually, you know, when we have this back and forth with you guys, it's it's really interesting, especially, you know, the Xavi Alonso one. So, yeah, thank you guys for engaging us. And, uh, yeah, if you're new here as well, you know, just uh, hit the like button, you know, drop a comment, you know, whatever you think, you know, feedback, positive feedback, negative feedback, eventually, you know, uh that's why we're here you know just that can help imp improve the quality of you know what we do and what we don't do because eventually you know without you guys basically you know we're doing nothing so uh yeah just hit the like and subscribe button and also you know on the audio platforms you guys are the bomb you know as well like you know it's 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 it's, it's been a blast you know with the with the podcasting platforms as also well. yeah we really do appreciate it. and if you do get the time you know we're always live on youtube as well you can come and join you know the, the back and forth as well, you know, your voice, you know, you can make your voice heard as well. Uh, and with that, I hope for, you know, a very good game tomorrow evening. And I stand up by saying, Hala Madrid! Hala Madrid!